Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode 91 here on the Sports Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Tim, along with Anthony, bringing you a little information. Let's do a quick pod here mm-hmm. this week. Uh, obviously, it's the holiday season, so mm-hmm. a lot going on for everybody. want to wish everybody a happy and successful and uh, safe holiday safe, yes. coming up. And in case we don't talk to you next week, but we're going to try to get one in next week. Just in case, we'll get that out of the way. Anthony, how you doing, my friend? Great. It's uh, it's amazing. I was sitting there yesterday, and I was talking to my sister, and I'm like, football season's over. Yeah. I mean, it's all over except for one or two games. Yeah. And, and it's absolutely incredible. I mean, we've already been done with the rest of the season for almost a month now. Yeah, probably three weeks. Yeah, yeah it's all you know, it, it, it It's incredible. Yeah, it ended, you know, basically the regional finals for us, yeah. and then... Uh, two more weeks, and of course, Springfield came up just short last weekend. Yeah, uh, it, it, and it was really good. Yeah, they were. And it's talented. One of those two teams were going to win a state title for the first time for their schools, yep. and it was Anna's opportunity. So, well, they're battle tested. We went through the schedule last week and everything like that, and they're battle tested. Not to say Springfield wasn't, but uh, Anna capitalized on mistakes. That's what you got to do in a championship game. Yeah, it's exactly it. When you have to face adversity and fall behind, it's tough to. Make adjustments on the fly Seems and like get a, everything done. But, you know, I'll give them credit. At the end of the second quarter, it looked like they had a chance. Yeah. But in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, Anna just took Anna control of the yeah, yeah, they, they were just too I much. I listened to the entire game. And, Seems like uh, our local teams have not done a great job at responding to adversity lately. Well, yeah, no. I mean, it's a combination of being prepared for that scenario. You don't. You don't know how any team's going to react yep. until you're until presented you're, yep. with that situation, whatever that may be. If you're down late in a mm-hmm. game or uh, if you make mistakes early, fumble the ball or throw interceptions or someone scores on a special teams type scenario, how does your team react? And it takes time for that to happen. Some teams are more battle-tested than others mm-hmm. in those situations and can handle it faster yep. and uh more successful quickly than others. And sometimes you just run into a team that might be just a little bit better than you. And I think that that may have been the case. Um, I don't think they're 48-14 better, No, but I think they're better. Well, they capitalized on opportunities. And, you know, they got the ball inside the 10. They scored quickly. They got the ball, I think, at around the 35-40 yard line, and they scored again. Uh, you know, they took advantage of their opportunities, and that's that's you have to be exploitive in sports. Yep, you got to take care of the ball, or if you create opportunities, you have to capitalize yep. on them. You know, turnovers to points are huge in, in in football at any level, and at the high school level, it might be magnified even bigger because the game's shorter. Yes, they're less experienced, and you need to be able to handle. Mm-hmm. You know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds' emotions of a game and, you know, coach them through that and maybe, you know, see how much, you know, ice water they have in their veins type scenario. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, you know, it's a combination of a lot of factors, but what a run they had. Oh, absolutely incredible. You know, the last two years we've seen two teams come up short in a championship game, but both of them had phenomenal runs to get there and... You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Young. Oh yeah, there are some kids coming back. There's well, some playmakers coming back. Bo Brungard's going to be there for another two year seasons. So, yep. yeah, they have, a, gonna lot. have a shot. They're yeah. going to have gonna a lot of there, opportunities yeah. in front of them, and uh, it's a building block. And we'll see how they uh, they handle this. Sometimes adversity like this springs you forward to a it's very successful yep. seasons yep. coming up. It, so exactly, it reminds me of Earl in 2007 when they fell just just short. And the next year they came back and won it all. So, yeah, I mean, you just never know. Anytime you have a really good quarterback in high school football, your chance on your team is going to be really good. Yeah. I know there's no question about it. When and they're you, coached really well, too. Yes. So, I mean, it's just a matter of making plays in any yep. game and how you handle adversity within the game and how you come out from those scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they played a good game. They just came up short. You know, it wasn't their day. And Anna made a lot of plays. Yep. And that's how that you win ballgames. The Rockets came to play. And they were ready. Not saying that Springfield wasn't. They just 
when opportunity was there, they took, took advantage, advantage of it. Yeah. And that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, you, you want to talk about uh, facing adversity? That's you know that's been our 2019 theme this year, Tim. I feel like. Well, I think adversity. It's, well, no, I think it's adversities for all sports and all levels. It's just a matter of recognizing what adversity is in sports, mm -hmm. and you can find it in life, and you can find it in different things. You can talk about, you know. Anybody That's who, a true test of a man, well, how you respond. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I think you can go back to the days when you were in school. Mm -hmm. yep. And let's say you had a, a rough weekend. Yep. You maybe not had the scores that you were looking for in a certain class. Yep. And then had to rally back to bring up your yep. grades. I mean, that's adversity. There's a lot of type of yes. adversities. There's adversities every day in life, and people have more adversities, you know, and how you handle it. I think as you get more experience, the more you realize how to handle yes. those things. And you move forward. Um, on the sports level, it's just a matter of, you know, it's like runs in basketball. Yes. Basketball is a game of runs, and you, you're you going to give up a run. You're going to create runs, most games. It's how you handle the runs that you give up yep. and how you answer them usually tells you how successful a basketball team can be, and that goes at all levels. Basketball is a game of runs. If you can limit your other team to fewer runs in a ball game, and meaning 6, 8, 10, 12, 0 mm -hmm. runs, or – you know, 18 to 3, 18, 4 runs type scenarios, you're going to be more successful. But if you continually give up six, eight, yep. ten, ten point runs in basketball, you're going to be in trouble. You're gonna, yeah. yeah, it's going to be difficult to come back because you have to answer those each and every time. And that's, you know, and baseball's the same thing when you talk about, you know, you know, Rick Manning shut down innings. Yeah. Yep. Or, you know, the crooked number yes. type thing. And that's the thing. You know, like, for example, if you Three, score yep. two runs in any inning, you want to come back and have a shutdown inning, yes. what you just said. Yes. And, you know, every sport has its own version of that, of, of how do you answer, you know, adversity if you fall behind. You want, or if you make a mistake, how do you correct that and move forward? You want to talk about uh, facing adversity battling adversity and runs i think that was encapsulated in the big 10 championship saturday night i mean yeah. all of that was encapsulated no you know? you're right exactly for the first for the i'll say the first i won't call it first the real, yeah the first time all year because when penn state made a little comeback it, you pretty much knew that game was over it that was already 28 7 they had a long way yeah. to come yes but uh down 14 nothing, and down 21-7, you got punched in the mouth, and things were not going well at all on both sides. Well, talking about the Ohio State game real yeah. quickly. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, down 14 nothing, mm -hmm. And 14-7 seven, seven at a time, and Ohio State's driving the ball, gets down inside the five, and, and fumbles, Phils yeah. fumbles the ball at the one-yard line. You go in, you're tied at 14, yeah. and then it probably changes the momentum oh, of the game. Yes. They answer, they come back. 21-7. Yeah. yeah, and they make the score make it 21-7. And, of course, Ohio State comes back in 21-14. And go before we go on and on and on. 27-3, yeah. But, yeah, that's facing in-game adversity. Fumbling the ball at the one-yard line. Yep. Uh, knowing that you just reverse momentum yes. of, a, of a play. It's kind of like a 14-point yep, swing. Yeah, that came after the fake punt. They were driving after the fake punt that seemed to spark them for Correct. a little bit. Correct, yeah. yeah. And what a call by Dave, by the way. What a, exactly. What a gutsy call. You know what? It was set up. He knew he was going to call yes. that play on third yes. down. Yes. You're exactly right. Because You're he ran exactly the ball right. and set them up defensively thinking they, they just conceded this, this drive. drive yep. And let's move on. Yep. That punt was set up on the third yep. down run. You know, he's always talked about stealing possessions. And right there, he stole one. Yes. Right there, he stole one. Not, look, you didn't score off it, but you kept your defense that was tired and a little, they were gashed early on. They you were. kept them off the side. You kept, your offense seemed to get a rhythm going. They didn't score that drive, but after that, you saw the offense finally start to get the big chunk plays. In yeah, when you when you. Anytime a team's going to go on fourth down in a fake situation. And that was in your own territory, too. Yeah, well, anytime you're doing a fake field goal, fake mm -hmm. punt, what sets it up is the play before. Yes. 
Yep. You have to be already in your mind as a head coach. We're going for it. This is what we're this is what we're gonna do. If we catch six yards on this play, or if we get seven yards on this play, or if I can set up in the right scenario, I'm gonna run this play now. Yep. You run that play for you would have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. If, for example, the play in front of them where Dobbins, let's say, only gets one or two yards, they probably punt the yes, ball away. I completely agree. But on a, what was it, a fourth, fourth and, and about 12, 14? I don't think or was, third and 12, yeah, something like that? It was third and long. Yeah, yes. third and 12, maybe. He runs for six, seven yards. He sets that up. Yes. And that's exactly when it became. You know, this is the perfect time to yep. make that call. Without that running play on third down, there is no fake punt on fourth down. Simple as that. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, I, I think it's safe to assume that they played their worst game in a year and a half. Their, their worst half. No, no, you're right. If you want to say worst game, you can say that. I don't, I, and they still won by double digits. Well, yeah, and... Quite honest with you, and this may be hindsight being twenty twenty mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. The fumble of the one yard line probably cost Ohio State the number one seed. Of I agree the with that. I I agree with that. That's in game adversity. That's in game scenario that happens, and you mm-hmm. have to deal with it. Honest, I I've said this going into just get me into a tournament. I've, I'm a firm yeah, believer. It doesn't matter where I don't care where you're, you're seated. seated. Especially when it's only four teams. You knew you're going to have to be both of them no matter what. So you're, There's only four teams. Sooner or later, you're going to face a very yeah, good team. Exactly. Uh, I think the storyline, you got to remember also, a committee selects the four teams. And if you're, no committee is going to admit this, and I've never talked to anybody mm-hmm. on a committee, but you have to be discussing what is best for the tournament. Yes. As long yes. as much as what is best for the four teams, meaning who are the four teams that get in? What I mean, what is best for the tournament is obviously LSU and Oklahoma will get a good draw on television simply because Oklahoma has a very good following. Yes. LSU has a good following and it's regional. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So that's, that's a good regional matchup. Yep. Now, Clemson, Ohio State, kind of. Have a history, small history, but a history and a and not a it, great one for the Buckeyes. No, not at all. So it adds a little intrigue. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to put Ohio State, the best traveling team in the nation, mm-hmm. fans wise, uh, you want to put them in Arizona. A huge Ohio not, State alumni not, base out there. Not Georgia. Yeah. Nothing against Georgia, but you want to make sure that facility is filled. Yep, and you're exactly right. It has. I mean, these are all type of scenarios that that committees talk about, and they also talk about what's going to bring us the best ratings and what's going to bring us the best yes. championship game possibilities. And they look at all four possibilities. You know, Oklahoma getting to the finals and winning it, or Ohio mm-hmm. State, or yeah. you know, Clemson, yeah. Clemson, and and so forth. So they're looking at all those scenarios and they're discussing it. I mean, this is what committees do. They're not necessarily looking to uh, rewrite the record books or anything like that or or seed them properly. They're looking at what's best for them and their organization as this four-team playoff. Yep. And, you know, most fans only see the ratings during yes. the season. And I, I keep telling everybody. I understand. The reason they they release the ratings is to get you involved. Yes, exactly. And they have no the bearing what happens in nope. in November first. Nope. But it does have a bearing what happens in December seventh or eighth or whenever they make that decision. Well, you here's know. a fun fact. You know, for the people that are upset about Ohio State not being the one seed, like you're not talking about it. It doesn't really matter because you're in. We have a shot. You know, the one seed. In the NFL, didn't win Super Bowl last year. The one seed in Major League Baseball didn't win the World Series this year. You know, no the number, number one seed, one seed NCAA tournament doesn't always no, win it. No number one seed has ever won the College Football Playoff. Well, we'll find out if that can happen. I mean, anything. And I possible. think Ohio State was hurt maybe by a recency bias to oh. a you know because they just saw you know because there's still this and I've said it all year long and I think you kind of agree with me. Georgia's not very good. They're not a top five team. That offense is 
really bad. So there was no way they were going to score enough to beat LSU. So, oh, great, LSU hammers Georgia. To be honest, Ohio State would hammer Georgia, too. Yeah. So they were hurt by the, oh, well, LSU won by four touchdowns, and Ohio State, you know, struggled down 14, won by 13. And I don't think they took into account this fact. It was brought up on the uh, selection show that Ohio State, their three-week stretch there, top 15 Penn State game, rivalry game. That's become a nice rivalry the past 10 years. Yes. And that and that was for the Big Ten East Championship. So there's one. Two, you got to go up north and play the best rivalry game in college football. They were top 15. Three, you got to go beat the best running back statistically in America. We think he's second best. But... Um, Oh, Taylor's very good. Yo, he's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Matter of fact, a, a you can top, make you can make just interrupt yeah. me for a second. You can make the case that Taylor got left out of the Heisman uh, Trophy yes. uh, for Chase Young. Yes, you know of the ones going to New York. Yep. Sorry to interrupt no, you. Go good. right ahead. No, and you know, so you got to go to Indianapolis and play Wisconsin again, who is a top five defense statistically. They're really talented, and their offense. Give them credit. They had a great game plan. And Ohio State did that in three different states. At play in Columbus, in Ann Arbor, in Indianapolis. It's getting close to final time. I'm not trying to make excuses, but it's all facts. It's human nature. And those are three really physical, grueling games. Because Wisconsin is a very physical football team. We saw it in the first half. Penn State, typically, very physical those Ohio State-Penn State games are really good. And the game up north, you ask people, it's probably the most physical game you'll play in all year. So for Ohio State to have the mental mindset and win each game by double digits, that's a hell of a job. And and you can say, oh, well, LSU won by 27, Ohio State won by 13. The display Ohio State has had the last two second halves holding each opponent under 200 yards combined. That team up north and Wisconsin combined did not have 200 yards. The adjustment that... Absolutely incredible. The adjustment that the coaching staff did at halftime for the Ohio State game was huge. Uh, When they went to the zone and it was shown on TV how it changed the... The ability for them to run the ball and to throw the short passes and to be successful was it just was a shutdown example of what that defense can do when it's at its best, and they've played at a high level all season long. Yes, and all year, twelve games. I don't. I here's the thing. I don't like. I said I don't care where you're seated as no. long as you're in in the tournament. And here's the thing. Winning championships are never easy. Nope. It's supposed to be easy. And everyone forgets that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets to think, oh, this is our turn. No, there's no such thing. No. You earn championships on your play. You earn championships and taking advantage and being exploitive. Uh, Anna was not their turn to win a championship. No. They, they earned better that, day. that championship. Yep, exactly. Same thing last year with Wyoming beating Gerard. Yes. They earn that championship. And every team that wins earns their mm-hmm. championship. There's no such thing as this is our turn. That has been a a, a term, a phrase that I hate. And yeah. it just drives me nuts. Oh, this is our turn this year. No, there's no such thing. If there's now, that's a fan, and I get that. Yes. And you know, sometimes I forget that I look at the game differently because of my media yes. background and I've yes, learned not exactly. to cheer. I mean, I do chill, still cheer for teams. I still root for teams to be successful. I just look at the game in a more critical way yes. versus yes. a more emotional way. Not that I can't be emotional. Not that I won't care about what happens. But I have just, a different perspective yeah, now. But I have a different Tell outlook. Me, there was- and when I see statements like that, it drives me crazy because I don't think that way no more. Now, there's nothing wrong with thinking that way. No. There's nothing wrong with being a fan. That's why no. I love having you here because you are the fan, mm-hmm. you know, of the two of us. I'm more the analytical or the critical yeah, thinking you've been, type yeah, style. Yeah, you've been in the media. And right. 
just the past three, four years together, I'm I'm starting to get into that feel too. Right. So you you get a different perspective. And um, it is. It's, it's a different look at the yeah. games. Now. It changes it completely. Yeah. Well, you still, you never lose your fandom. No. Like, I'm still a Browns fan. I'm still an Indians fan, a Cavs fan, a you know, but, Buckeye uh, yeah. fan, a Penguin fan, you name it. And I've become fans of other sports because I can actually root for them because I have no no ability yes. to cover them. Yes. So it's kind of fun on that level. And that's what makes it interesting. And you, I honestly do believe that's you know the difference sometimes when i speak versus others mm -hmm. and as i i look at it within versus uh maybe the emotional mm -hmm. tag now do i get emotional about things sure i do and i make my pleas on this yep. podcast many times emotionally and like i've set out critically and emotionally and i'll say it again and i'm going to change subjects real quickly yes. here and say Francisco Lindor scenario going forward is on one person, not the Indians organization. Nope. It is on the Dolans yep. and what they choose to do with their team. Yep. You're exactly now, right. if they give the, the order to Antonetti and Chernoff and them mm -hmm. to pursue trades of Francisco Landor, then they have to do that because that's just like your boss telling you go clean up this mess over here. You got to do you, it. Yeah. You got to do it. Uh, you may try to present your beliefs on why you shouldn't do it now, or what you may or may get, you know, and lay out the terms why you may say, oh well, waiting to the next year might be better for us this season. Mm -hmm. And. We've run into that as Indians fans in the 90s. Yes, we have. Uh, Jim Tomey had the no-trade contract, and they weren't going to get a new contract extension on him. So let him walk. And they had no choice because yeah. he had the no-trade. He had a chip yep. on them. Since then, they've never done that no-trade yep. scenario. Now, it'll be interesting to see come June and July this year what the Indians choose to do with Lindor because all indications is the Dolans are not willing to spend the $35 million a year on a no. player. Um, like for example, uh, Strasburg just signed a seven year, $245 million. He got a $35 million a year. And that's the type of money you're looking at for Lindor. I hate being honest, Maybe not quite 35, but, but you're, you're probably approaching 35, looking 32, 33 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I imagine 28 to 33, you yeah. know, and, and, I, and it's not my money, obviously. It's not your money. Nope. It's the Indians money and it's Dolan's um, share of the baseball money. So we'll, we'll figure it out, but it's going to be up to them. Now, I've stated in my personal opinion that they can make that move and sign them and move him two, three years from now, just like. John uh, Carl Stanton, yeah. Stanton was uh, yep. moved, and others have been moved. Uh, is it more difficult? Do you yes. get the same value? No. You never do. But you know what? You're never going to get real value. No, you're not. You're going to get value. You'll get something in return, but you'll never get the value of the player that you're leaving. No. And that's just the facts of the matter. You just hope to get... When you're trading a superstar today, you're never going to get a booming superstar no. return. Now, going forward... We'll just wait and see. I mean, I don't expect the Indians to sign him. I'm hoping for the best. I want the best. Um, Trading him. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard on the fans. It's going to be hard on everybody yes. to lose a player of that caliber. Uh, it's unlike LeBron James, who decided to leave twice on his own. Same thing. Yep. No trade contract. Had complete control yep. of his own destiny. Um We'll wait and see. You want to talk about, uh, and I agree with you, and I I hate to use Dolan's phrase of, well, we'll have to enjoy him, but let's be honest. This is probably Francisco Lindor's last full season as a Cleveland Indian. I'm not even sure it's a full season, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it all depends, like you said, come June, July, when the, All -Star, when the trade deadline comes, where the Indians are at. Because if they're in a position where they were last year, He's gone. Well, quite honest with you, if they get, quote-unquote, the right offer this offseason, he's gone. He's gone, yeah. 
I'm not sure they're pursuing that right now. But I think if somebody called them. If someone's yep. talking to them and it's a serious offer. Then I think they'd absolutely they, they, they definitely will. They'll definitely look into it. You know, it. but going back to your your whole, it's Archer and the Ring Championship. And it, look, and that's, that's a common phrase used by sports fans everywhere. And I agree wholeheartedly with you, Tim, about it's just a, a saying. It doesn't really have much merit. If it did, and if it was our turn to win, the Indians would have two World Series at minimum. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I can't. We, I can't. Deny and, that. and I was, and I was uh, reminded today by a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, nonetheless, about 1997, and I. And I had to bite my tongue because he knows how much 97 gets to me. Well, I mean, next time that happens to him, just say Sid Bream. You know, the former pirate sliding into home with the, with the Braves beating yeah. him in the playoffs. Oh, and, I've, and I'm, I've I'm, mentioned I'm, that to him a couple <laughs> times, and it's like he has the amnesia. You know, it's like he has amnesia about that uh, series. And, uh, you know, and you can always say, you know, Bobby Bombs was once a pirate. You know, yeah, there's so many yeah. things. You can, look, I'm not here to take shots at the pirates, no. but I'm just having fun with that. No, I, uh, no I am too, because that. Uh, yeah. Look, there's it's a, it's a weird, honest history that the Indians have yeah, to, to lose two World Series in Game 7 in extra innings. Yeah. It's just... It's, but you know what, it's though? It's got to be the first time in the history of baseball. I'm sure it is. I think it is. But you know what, though? As much heartache and anguish that has caused us, because that sucked. And it sucked in 2016, but we can appreciate that a little more given the circumstances we were under. It makes that day when we do win Game 7 in the World Series. You know it's going to happen that way. The Indians winning the World Series, it's not going to be in four. It's not going to be in five. It's going to be a nail-biting Game 7 finish. Look at the Cavaliers. And it's going to make it all that much sweeter. Well, it's usually... Getting over that hump the first time is usually the hardest thing in the world. I don't care what what team you are. I mean, perfect example is Youngstown State against Marshall. Yeah. And 91, I mean, they were trailing in that ball game. And then they had the, the big second half. Yes, 17-6 and 19.4th quarter. Yeah. Yes, I was one years old. Yes. <laughs> You're yes, making me feel old I now. was one years old. Oh, God. Yeah, and now, now I yeah. know I'm old. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was one years old, and I know everything about that game. And you probably watched it 100 times. Oh, yes. Yes, I watched 91, 93, 94, and 97 100 times. Yes, yes. I, I actually and still I have them. Again. I still have the videotape, the VHS tape. I, we do, too. We have and 90, I have converted them over to DVD over the years. We have 90, 93 and 94. We have, I found 91 on YouTube. Oh, wow. I did not know it was on YouTube. Do you have 97? Yes. You do? Yes. You willing to give that up for a weekend? Oh, yeah. You'll have it. It's yours. Don't worry about it. I'll find it. Because I would love to. Oh, yeah. That is, that is hands down. And I mean... 97. Matter of fact, 97. Here's a here's a fun because rule. this was my favorite no, no, here's, season of all here's time. A throwback, here's a throwback memory for you. 97 was... Or, no, 94. Was it 94? 97 was McNeese State. Yeah, McNeese State. That was down in West Virginia. No, Chattanooga. 90, 94 was in Streetsboro. Oh, it was McNeese State. Was, 94 was in Huntington. Yeah. 91 was in Streetsboro, Georgia. Right. That was a trestle year of the Mahoning River yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, 90, 99, I think, was in Chattanooga. Yeah, no, now now is where we got yeah, steamrolled. Yeah, I thought ninety seven was in. I'm pretty sure ninety seven was in West Virginia. No, ninety seven was Chattanooga. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Now you're thinking about yeah, it was ninety nine yeah. Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah, the three years. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're because right because they played Marshall in Streetsboro. Ninety two, ninety three, and ninety four were all in. Okay. When Huntington. they defeated McNeese State, yes, uh, I was. At that game, and I was walking out. And uh, another YSU fan, I don't even know who he was, seeing Jim Campbell mm-hmm. doing his report. Yeah. And he ran over and started saying, we're number one, we're yeah. number one. So I joined him. 
and we drowned out. And the next thing you know, there was about 20 of us behind him. We drowned him out where he couldn't even <laughs> do his awesome. report. I used to be on. I used to have the videotape of that. Maybe I still do. I don't know. Uh, but that was. Uh, God, many, many years ago. Probably my favorite. That was uh, 97, I believe. Probably my favorite season of all time of of any of my sports. No, that was Boise. That was Boise. And 94. Boise was 94, and McNeese was 97. 97. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah, that was definitely Boise when that happened. That was Boise when that happened, yeah. 97 of all my teams I root for. 97 turned out to be a hell of a year. I mean... Yes. I'm going to be like 80 years old and holding my grandkids or talking to my grandkids about, well, back in my day, you know, 97 turned out to be a hell of a year. Why is she won the national championship? Yes. The Broncos finally got over that hump and beat the defending Super Bowl champion Green Packers. And the Indians made it to the World Series. Right. I mean... And Ohio State won the Rose Bowl that year. Yeah. That's I mean, like 2016 to you. Think about that. You're right. Yeah. 2016 was very, was very similar. I yeah. mean, you had the Penguins in the championship game. The and Indians, the the Indians Series, in the, the World Broncos Series. coming off the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. yeah. That was quite Absolutely a, incredible. Yeah. You know, you but, never know. But probably of any of my sports teams, of any season I've ever watched, that is, they'll probably be hands down my favorite game of all time. You know, and speaking of favorite teams and having fun and becoming a fan, uh, Liverpool played this afternoon. Got to listen to the stream. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're playing the Championships League. Champions League, excuse me. And that is for the Championship of Europe. And they're dominating like Ohio State's dominating, right? Oh, my God. Talking about... It's not even fair at this point. No, it's not. Uh, I was listening to the second half of that game. I didn't have a chance to turn Mm -hmm. on the first half, but I was traveling. was able to Mm -hmm. get the stream in. And listen to the second half, and they scored two goals and won two nothing over Salzburg. And two nothing seems like ten nothing. Oh yeah, two nil. Yeah, if, to say it correctly, two nil seems like ten. Or nil, yeah. to say it the way they do because they were the traveling team. Nil to two. two. Yeah, yeah, oh. which is weird. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that at work today, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, so needless to say, uh, I'm having a blast, and this team. Well, let's put it in, let's put it in perspective. In 2017, mm-hmm. the Indians went on a 22-game winning yes. streak. This team has not lost in 34 games. Have not lost. That's incredible. And that's nuts. It's absolutely insanity. It's almost... It's borderline unfathomable it's, it, for Hollywood. It's obscene even. is what it yeah, is. It, it's... It's almost approaching video game like stuff. Even you can do on video games, really. I think you have to go back to April. Not sure when the last actual L was. They've had a couple draws, but they haven't lost. Lost, yeah. And and of course, in in soccer, you have draws. Do, does their friend does do these include do these include friendlies also? Yeah, I mean, this do they win at Notre Dame Stadium? Well, or is that a draw? What's that? Do they win at Notre Dame? Well, no, no, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. That, okay. That's preseason. Okay. That don't count. Okay. Yeah, no. Actually, I believe they they, they lost that game. I thought. I think they yeah. they lost one nothing. Yeah. Uh, I can't exactly remember, but yeah. Yeah. No, talking about absolute competition mm-hmm. games that that's matter. Incredible. That's incredible. It's phenomenal. That is either in the Premier League or the Championship. That's like League. Miami's win streak in early two thousands. Oh, yeah. Or, or the Indians, or yeah, that's the A's. Yeah, uh, there's been a few. I mean, obviously the Patriots when they won 16 straight or 18 straight. Hey, I mean the team that's got a videotape of Cincinnati Bengals. Come on, you got to videotape the Bengals. It's not like you got to videotape the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Saints. The Bengals. It'll be interesting to see what actually that is, if their story is accurate or not. All I know is the story we've all heard. Yeah. And now, all teams have their own in-house video production. Yes. Where they try to create mm-hmm. shows that deal with 
a the team they're playing yeah. or within yeah. the organization all mm-hmm. that if you watch if you go to cleveland.com yeah, or you go to sp- talk, force space yeah. you can find it on any team including cleveland yeah now supposedly and i don't know the the all the ins and out i've read mm-hmm. about it but this was a production that the the, pa- the Patriots were doing that was in-house that was dealing with their upcoming opponents, not necessarily trying to spy on them. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. Now, Given their history? Well, yeah. Why would you believe them? No. And that's that's the problem. That's called ethics. That's called understanding. Oh, so we're going to go back to uh, well, well, sports ethics class. Yeah, well, huh? no, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's the old saying, you fool me once, shame on, you know, fool me twice, shame on me, fool yep. me three times, shame on you, you know, yeah. that type of thing. I, I probably screwed that whole thing up. But fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, yeah. 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 And uh, that's where we're at with the Patriots. We're like, you're not going to believe them. 15 times now. Yeah. You're not going to believe them. Simple as that. But it's it, been a rough year for the Patriots. Kraft gets well, shot in the prostitution sting. Yeah. Yeah. The Patriots, Antonio Brown, he loves him, and then the next minute he hates Kraft. And their offense can't get out of their own way. Well, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. It was just Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown. And now you're uh, recording the Bengals. Well, here's the thing. Patriots are a good team. They're just not a great team this year. And it's showing. And Tom Brady is actually showing his age. Father Time is undefeated. No. I'm just saying he's showing his age. You know what? I'm not saying he cannot win a ball game for you still because he can. Because probably should and will, kind of like Manning was at the end of his career. But we're very much about to say that, Tim. We're very much, in my opinion, watching the final year of Brady. Final year or year? No, I think the final year. I think come April or sooner after the season's over, he'll have a news conference announcing his retirement before the draft. This reminds. That's my opinion. I, I just think he's recognized yeah. that he can still play to a certain level. But he can't. He can't take a team to the next level. And the Patriots don't necessarily have next-level players no, all don't. around him. They don't. Now that Gronk has been gone. They miss him he, big time. Yes. And that was his next-level player that yep. he could count on and just throw the ball in his direction. The safety net, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a huge player. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, once-in-a-generation type player. Yes. So... If he's on your team for nine years, that's huge. And he was. Now that he's retired and dancing with the Laker girls. Yes. And whatever else he may do, which is... Godspeed, Gronk. Hey, hey, might as well enjoy yourself. That's right. You know, you've earned it. Um, smart guy. Understood to get out of the game while he still had his facilities going. So I get it. Um, this reminds me of... We just talked about it. The Broncos Super Bowl year, Manning was not good that year. No, and the and it took until a Chiefs game where he got picked off four or five times or three or four times, never got annihilated. That Kubiak said, "You're not coming back until you're fully healthy," and and I'm not saying that Brady's hurt. You know, he's been on the injury report, but it. And then late in the year, he gets healthier. He gets a little refreshed. And they went on a nice run. And, you know, that's not to say that no one can't do that because we all know, we all have seen it before. I, yeah. Look, this is the Patriots, so you never count them out. Simple as that. No, and they're guaranteed to be a one or two seed the way, with the way they're playing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happens, yeah. we'll see. I mean, we still got a few weeks to play. Brings up the Browns real quickly. Um, this team continues to, to make you frustrated after a win. Which is hard to do. Yes, it is. But they continue to do that. Yes. And um, just, you know, f- in case someone hasn't talked, I haven't talked to you in generally speaking terms in the last few weeks. The Browns are not a playoff contender. If you have not followed my Twitter feed, the Browns are not a playoff contender. Nope. They're mathematically alive. Alive. That is true. And if they win the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, great. I will more than happy to eat crow. But if you go by the pro football index and all that, they're they're 3.5. They were like 5.5 going into the game. They won and went down. They're not a playoff contender this year. A good team, a team that uh, has a lot of talent, but has lacked leaderships 
at the coaching and at you know, offensive line and other deficiencies that showed up throughout the year. So, uh, again, going to root for him big time this week against Arizona. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Kyler Murray's played well lately. Yeah, and I hope that they continue to win and keep that mathematical uh, hope so alive because that's what makes you know football interesting. But it's December, it's Cleveland, it's Berea, as the saying goes, and you know it is what it is. And I will say this: the feature on McCarthy, Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy, was very interesting. The way he's preparing for his next coaching job. Did you happen to see part of I, that? I did not. I seen part of it online. I was watching the future of my franchise. Yes. Out. Yeah, I can see. You're going to love Alan, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> Drew Locke is just lighting the world on fire. He's bad. I, bought, I am. I thought Alan would be your future. The way he beat the Browns up. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. He looked good in the couple games he played. He didn't play well against Buffalo. but uh, No, no. Hey, look. Drew Locke right now it, is he's a young. He's a young player with talent, and we'll see how far he goes. It's nice to have a quarterback with some swagger. Oh, that sounds like me last year. God it? almighty. I mean, I, there's some fire in this offense that I haven't seen in four years. Well, well, hopefully he has a little more of a uh, sense of uh, teammates. Yes, I hope than, so. Than, uh, I think Baker Mayfield. I think does. he might have to have some better leadership. Well, you know that's what frustrated me about Baker Mayfield uh, this past weekend. I mean, his what was it, eleven of twenty four, one hundred ninety two yards, two, two picks. picks. Yeah. Okay, and then came out into the press conference and through the uh, through the organization underneath the bus about uh, OJ OBJ's injuries yeah, he uh, and how they handled them. So well yeah, that's a whole story unto itself as the brownies and and I expect goofiness out of the browns and they do it all the time. The thing about Mike McCarthy though was the way he's preparing, mm-hmm. he has basically his coaching staff Already. intact. Smart. And they're watching films each week, of potential. and they're breaking down players at all levels, at the NFL level and at the collegiate level, Ooh. talking about what they expect out of a player from a from a just a totally analytical type that look at it. That is a very different and interesting take. It is and a smart is, one. Yeah, well, it's brilliant almost. It is, and like he says, it's time for me to move on from you know Wisconsin from uh, Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. So, we'll see. I don't know where he'll land. He could be in Dallas. He could be in Cleveland. He could be anywhere in the NFL. Uh, but last week I said, I'm not sure about Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm paying attention yep. to him. And quite honest with you, even if the Browns win the next four games or I think the next three gone. games, I just don't think he can keep Kitchen because of the way this team has responded. And the way he's just honest to God, just in over his head. And there's just too, there's it's too much difficult scenario here for the ownership because they've gone through so many coaches over the years to pull the plug on someone so mm-hmm. soon. And I got my gut feeling is Dorsey does not want to do that. This is Dorsey's guy. Yeah, this is Dorsey's pick. Pull the plug on and him, if yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that... You think he's back next year? Yeah. My, my gut is like 60... 65, What's the record? 60-65% chance that he's back. If they I, go, I would put it in that level. If they go 9-7, he's back. Probably. 8-8, eight and eight, he may be back, too. Uh, I'm not saying that's... You it's going to take another Titans-like performance. However, I guess my question as a Browns fan going forward is... If you see a Mike McCarthy out there, if you see an Urban Meyer out there, if you see a Lincoln Riley out there, mm-hmm. how do you not want to upgrade at that position at your head coach? And that's a difficult Especially thing. And the Browns have gone through, what, four coaches in seven years? Yeah. Um, do you actually have Baker Mayfield go through his fourth coach in three seasons? Because you started with Hugh Jackson, had Williams, yep. now has Kitchen, and then, and within his third year have yet another head coach? But if That's next, a very scary scenario. It is very scary. And if you keep him, 
And after five games next year, six games next year, you're two and three, one and five. And he has to figure out how to get the ball, let's say. To OBJ and all exactly. and Or be like last week where you have to be told that Chubb only touched the ball three times in the first half. That's a sin. Well, That's yeah. criminal. And in the second half, he touches 12 times against the 99 yards. Uh, there's just... I mean, it's just they had seventy five so plays. It, they had seventy five plays from scrimmage in the offense, and Chubb was involved in thirty nine of them. You're in a precarious position. And he position. only touched the ball thirteen times, or about seventeen times in the entire game. Now Hunt was involved in thirty five plays. So you have a good mix there. Yeah. You have two great running backs going forward, and you're going to have to figure this out. And yeah, the Browns are in a odd position because, like you said, do you want to? Blow it up again and give Baker Mayfield yet another coach, another offensive system, or do you keep him? You keep Freddie Kitchens and have that chance because there's a chance that he may not learn, and things go off the rails again, and you're in a really bad spot. Well, the NFL is very difficult to be successful as a coach and learn. On, on the, the way. Yep. On the fly. It's just very difficult. And I just December not sure. Maria. Yeah. It's like it's, you said. It's you know, Zach Jackson saying and he's uh he should have trademarked that many yep. years ago. I don't know if he did, but he should have. Um needless to say, um Weird things happen. We'll see we'll see what happens going forward. I mean the Haslam's era is is a weird era to begin with yep. for the Browns. And not that you know, it was better before him, so We'll see as ownership goes. Uh, real quickly here, let's end it on this. Yep. Um, Bo Pelini f- officially gets a three-year contract. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. Uh, I mean, you were not gonna, you were not gonna fire him. You weren't gonna fire him. We knew why she was not gonna buy out Bo Pelini. He just was not. They weren't gonna do it. They're not in that position to do it. Um, I talked about it a little bit last week. Um, and I talked about it with my friend, and I said, listen, after the Indiana State game that we lost, Polini said, found the problem. And it could just be coach speak, and we don't know. But you got to take him for what it's, you got to take him for his word until he proves otherwise. Um, you know, he said, I found the problem, and we all have to adjust the way we communicate with the players nowadays because they're different from just five, six, seven years ago. And his first barometer test is, was a complete domination. One of the most complete defense performances a YSU team has had since the Jim Trestle era. Um, because Haycock had good defenses, but that defense shut... Illinois State down, an Illinois State team that is playing this week in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So, um, Brian Kelly at Notre Dame said he found the problem. He had to fix the way he was communicating with players. And he's gone 32 and 6 his last 38 games. I mean, that's, look, it's, um, and at some point you have to put responsibility on the players like we talked about all year. It's, up to them, too. You know, the coach can... It's like Bill Wallace says about John Wooden. Coach can only do so much for us. He's not on the on the floor helping us. He's not helping us make the shot. He's not helping us give effort to, you know, rebound. You know, you got to find deep with inside you. You know, it's on the players, too. Um, like, it's on the players, too, when they get a bad break against Northern Iowa, they take a tough loss against South Dakota State, it's on them to respond. Um, so I will say this: I'm not surprised that Jim Trestle got an extension and Bo Pelini got an extension. You, I'm yeah. just going to put it out no, like that, no, and not. it is what it is. I'm happy he's back. Everyone knows where I stood on that. I'm, I'm a the Bo, question becomes: I'm a Bo Pelini believer still, and we'll go forward. The question I just becomes: wanted your opinion. Yeah, the question becomes: um, Did he identify the problem? time will tell you you know we don't know yeah we won't know till 2020 season yeah we won't know um and look 
uh, we weren't given the benefit of the schedule. I know the schedule is a schedule. You got to play whoever you got to play. Um, we'll just wait and see. But yeah, I just I, wanted your opinion you, on him coming back, officially coming back. That's some. Sad. You got to have some continuity. You can't just be blowing everything up. Every I year. totally agree. Um, I, totally I know we've agree. been critical of him all you know this year, but after he said that against Indiana State, you know. It worked against Illinois State. Remember, it's on 16 he, he, real quick to finish up. Uh, we we looked really bad against North Dakota State offensively. And he said to a man, I will change. I will make the changes of this offense at the time that was really bad. And we will get there. We know what happened to 16 after that game. Penguins were not an after-financial game. It has happened. It can happen. And it will happen. I think it will. I, all right. I'm all right. I'm real quickly. All right. Man. Real quickly. I just want to uh, move on to another intense coach who uh, who goes on winning ways. That is uh, Ralph Blundo and the new uh, Newcastle uh, Red Hurricane. And uh, off to a two and zero start. They played t- actually tonight. We're not covering that game. Yeah. And we'll be uh, back on the air on Friday. Check us out through Trib Live as Trib H S or hssn.triblive.com. Just do a Trib Live search for high school sports. You'll find it. Simple as that. You may even find it during the game at wkst.com. Uh, might be actually uh, live streamed that way too. So with that in mind, it's going to be a great season. And uh, we're going to have to have uh, James come on and talk basketball with us because not only does he cover high school basketball with me during the the basketball or the high school season he also covers penn state shenango as a Mm -hmm. play-by-play voice so we can find out more about them too so with that in mind stay tuned for all that plus i'm going to try no promises here to do the running with the cane season two coming up so hopefully i will have time to get all that done so for anthony i am tim we will talk to you next time right here on radio mvp as a reminder if you get this through itunes or apple podcast give us a rating and a review and subscribe button anywhere you download podcasts and always check us out on our webpage where you can interact with us anytime uh through radiombp.com so for anthony i'm tim we'll talk to you next time here on radio mvp